Welcome to Life With Your Dog podcast. Our focus is educating dog owners, enthusiasts and dog trainers about ideas on how to train, manage, live and thrive with our dogs. To teach dogs to live in our society while our dogs teach us how to live in the now. I'm your host Panos Anagnostou. And I'm your co-host Luke Badman. Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of Life With Your Dog. Thanks for joining us once again. Today's Q&A will be addressing how to teach a dog to come when called. Working on the recall is one of the most important commands. We did an episode quite a while ago talking about the three most important commands. Recall, come when called, downstay, and teaching a bed command. So today we're going to be addressing the recall and how I typically like to, t- to train it and to teach it to begin with. There are many ways of doing it. But I find that this has been the way that I was taught and has been really successful. But again, many variations to to everything, basically. However, we always start with, number one, finding what your dog is motivated by. As your dog, um, so what I mean by what's motivated is that we're going to start teaching this command with using food. So find what food your dog likes to eat. Um, I generally get hot dogs or frankfurts. I cut them up into small pieces. Dogs find that very tasty and it's soft so the dog swallows it straight away you can use chicken you can use cheese you can use kibble i don't care what you use is your dog tells you what your dog likes so that's number one number two is you want to have a marker charged so listen to what's marker training um right back at the beginning episode four i believe but understand what a marker is in this case we're using the word yes and have your dog on the lead to begin with. You can do this straight away with a very young puppy. If you're going to do this with a puppy, your puppy needs to know what a harness is and what the lead is attached to him before you start teaching it. You can do this off the lead, but I do prefer doing it on the lead for many different reasons. So um, so if you're going to do it with a puppy or with any dog, make sure that they're comfortable wearing a lead on either their collar or their harness. Start off this command by doing this in the backyard or inside the home where there's no distractions where your dog can be motivated by other things around it. I want the focus fully 100% on you. You have to understand what luring is. So, you're going to teach your dog to follow your hand. And if you don't know what luring is, look that up. We talk about luring all the time. Luring is about your dog following your hand when there's food in it. So, I put the food in front of the dog's nose. I move it. The dog follows it. I say, yes, I give the dog food. So, you start off by having the lead. You're facing one direction. Again, all of this is very hard. We're a podcast. It's all audio. If you're watching this on social media, Facebook and Instagram, you can see my head, but I, but I don't have a dog in front of me. There's You go on Nutris Pooch's YouTube channel, and you, there's a lot of this can be backed up by you watching, uh, whether it's me or my clients teaching the, the recall. But I'm going to do my best talking through it. So when you're starting in, in wherever it is, in the backyard or inside the house, you're always going to be facing the same direction. What that means is you have your puppy on your left-hand side, you have food in your right hand. Let's just say you're in the backyard and you're staring at your white gate. You're staring at the gate the whole time. The point, of, the reason for this will make sense in a moment. You're going to show your dog that you have food. So you put the food in front of the dog's nose, you let the dog smell the food. So now your dog's like, wow, you've got really tasty food. And he's like, yes, I do. You start taking some steps towards that gate. We're using the gate as an example. It could be anything, a tree, but always face the same thing. You're walking towards it. Then you're going to say the dog's name. The dog will be like, hey, what's up? So, you're going to say, Billy, D- dog looks. You put the tree in front of the dog's nose and then you run backwards. Facing that gate, 
the tree, whatever it is that you've decided to look at, face up the whole time. You're running backwards while your hand is in front of your dog's nose, which is going to be typically in line with your knees. And that gesture is very important, and there's two reasons for it. I'll go through it in a second. Tree goes in front of that dog's nose. You run backwards. The dog follows you. You stop. And if it's a young puppy, you can just say yes and give the food. If it's an older dog, then you can lift your hand up towards your belly or your chest and generally lifting that hand up to your chest while you straighten your back means the dog will fall into a sit. You say yes and reward. Let's break that down a little bit. Number one, you want to have that food in front of the dog's nose so the dog knows that it's following you. You're luring the dog towards you. You want to run backwards and not turn, like you don't want to face the opposite direction and then run with your back to the dog. I want your dog... I want you facing the dog the whole time when you're running backwards. Very important. That hand in front of his nose means he's following your hand, but that later will become a gesture. See, dogs pick up gestures before they pick up verbal commands. So when you put your hand in line with your knee, that's the gesture that we teach our dogs. That means that you have to come to me. When my hand lifts up to my chest, that's a gesture for the dog to sit. When my hand moves to the ground, that's generally a gesture for them to lay down. And there's gestures for every single command that we teach especially when we're teaching with food to begin with. So let's recap. We walk up straight, tree in front of the dog's nose. You say, Billy, come. You run backwards. The dog follows your hand. You lift your hand up to your chest. The dog falls into a sit. You say yes and reward. Now, why do I want the dog to fall into a sit? For two reasons. I don't want to say the word come and the dog, like let's just say the end result is I say come, the dog runs past me because the dog technically came to me, but they never stopped and continued running. That loses a little bit of function. For big dogs, you don't want to say come and the dog runs and runs into your legs because that can hurt you and that could um, also just not be great, dirty your clothes, things like that. So when I say the word come, I want the dog to fall into a sit at my feet waiting for a reward or waiting for a further command. And I want the dog to sit so that way there I can grab his collar put the lead onto the collar and take him in, in case he's run at the front door. I say come, he comes to me, I want to put my hand on that collar and take him, which then means... Your next step in practicing the recall, teaching behavior of the recall, is you walk up in that straight line, trick goes in front of the dog's nose, say come, you run backwards, you stop, you straighten your back, hand goes up to your chest, dog has automatically fallen into a sit. If your dog doesn't know that gesture to the sit, well then practice that in your own time separately to this. The dog falls into a sit, I put my hand onto the dog's collar, I, I grab it, I give it a little shake or just not not a shake, but I move my hand a little bit. The dog stays in that sit. I say yes and I reward because I want the dog to be used to and conditioned to when I'm calling, the, I'm calling the dog to come to me that me grabbing the collar isn't a surprise. If you don't train it, one day the dog's out, run out in the street, um, jumped out of the car or at the front door. You say come, he comes closer, you go to grab him and then he runs away again and then he's back in danger again. Again, remember the recall is so, so important. It saves your dog's life. So train it properly to begin with. I had a client real quickly. She had a recall. The dog ran at the front door. It was a boxer. Ran down the street. She said, come. The dog came within a meter of her. She went to go grab the dog to take her back inside. The dog ran away again. The whole street had to come out, corner the dog. It was a big fiasco. So we had to train the dog again to just go those extra steps. I did show her this. I did tell her that. But it was just one of those things that she forgot. I do talk a lot. Obviously, you can realize that I probably talk fast as well. So sometimes I'm always learning as well to, um, to give the information out as properly as possible, but not all the time they'll do it correctly. So make sure that when you're teaching the recall, you're beginning with the end in mind. The end is when I say come, you're sitting at my feet and I'm able to touch your collar. 
Um, all right, step two. I'll get you, sorry, I'll get you to practice step one on the lead, running backwards for at least four to five days as a general advice before going to step two. Step two is having you and family, friends, or I mean family or friends um, in the backyard, whether it's two or more of you. And you either go stand other, either side of the backyard or make like a little triangle, square or circle formation. Someone says, Billy, the dog looks at, um, looks at you. You say, come. Half a second later, drop that hand in line with your knee. The dog runs up to you, comes within half a meter of you. You lift your hand up. The dog falls into a sit. Touch the dog's collar. Yes and reward. And then that way there we start to practice. The dog comes to each person. Boom, 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 boom. Second step to step two is that the dog starts understanding, okay, when you say come, I so I, the dog hears his name, number one. He looks in that direction. The name isn't the recall. The name is I'm getting your attention. When I say come, I want the dog to come. It's very important. A lot of people say Billy and the dog comes to him. What if your dog ran out the front door, ran across the road? And you say Billy and then the dog comes back onto the road to come back to you. No good. You want to say if he runs out across the road, you say, Billy, he looks down and the dog lays down. You go, you get your dog safely taken back home. So that's the reason. You want that name not to be a recall. You want that name to come back to you. Number two, um, step three out of in, in um, step two is I want you to then start making space away from, from each other. So let's just say we're standing within three or four meters of each other. I say, come, the dog comes to me, then that's one repetition. Repetition two, everyone takes a step back. So now we're spreading out through the backyard. What the reason for that is that you want to get some more space because recall so close is kind of pointless. But also you want to start then kind of as as these your days of practicing step two goes on, you want to start going a little bit out of sight. Remember, each training session should be about three to five minutes each session. Finish on a positive note that your dog's really keen on. Excuse me one sec. <clears throat> clear my throat and um so yeah so you want to make sure that you finish on a positive note your dog doesn't get over it and your dog's feeling okay with the or feeling enjoyment from it if we go too long of a session the dog starts to get the poops and we make it too hard we get frustrated then we've spoiled the session then what's going to happen next time you call your dog to come he's probably not going to come to you because he's going to be like man what a drag we've got to do this thing again all right Number three would then be as you start to spread out and the dog stops seeing you, he hears the word come and comes to you, doesn't rely on that gesture. We do want to wean off the gesture over time. A lot of trainers put their hands out and they say come. If your dog, if you're, and the reason why they say that is that because if the dog's far enough from you, they can see your hands out. And I go, nah, I disagree. If your dog's that far from you and needs the gesture, of your hands out like a starfish, then your dog's too far away from you. He should know the word come if you're letting him that far away from you. Don't set him up for failure. Don't let your dog run off and then he can't because your voice can be projected further than what he can see. So if you so then, sorry, we're going a couple of steps forward, a couple of steps back because everything's inter- interconnected, very important. So as you start to spread out, the dog starts to hear the word come and he comes to you. I like to keep my hand in line with my knee, giving the gesture because it feels more natural, feels a little bit more um, um, nicer and less ridiculous keeping your hands out and calling your dog to come. And as you progress and start getting good with this in the backyard, very important that I want you to start rewarding intermittently then. So if you were to call the dog 10 times, you would reward the first one, the second one, the fourth one, the sixth, the seventh, the tenth one. So he completely random, the dog doesn't understand when he's going to get it, hence why he should do it every time. Again, finish on a positive note. And in amongst those, jackpot your dog. So sometimes you'll get one 
piece of treat. Sometimes you get three, sometimes you'll get 10. Sometimes if he does it really, really good, better than what he did before, you can give him the rest of the feed and finish the session there and then. And that could be only on the third one, doesn't matter. So you have to work with your dog and um, and make sure that you're thinking outside the box in terms of outside of what you want him to do. Get your expectations aside and compare your dog to how he was yesterday, not to how he is today or how another dog is today, very, very important. As you start getting better with that, then you get yourself a 10 meter long lead, make sure it's strong and make sure it's long enough. So 10 meters is a good length. Then what I would do is I'd walk out the front door into the driveway, for example, let him hang out. I walk back into the house. I say, Billy, he looks at me, come. He comes to me, I reward him. Get used to the fact that he's coming from outside of the house, inside of the house. And that way there then one day when you need it, you've got it. And then you're going to progress. You're going to go add more distractions, start doing this in the park where there's less distractions. Then you want to do it when there's more dogs and birds and people. And then that way there, we get to a point eventually where the dog then understands come means come, happy days. What happens then if your dog doesn't come to you? Well, maybe you've gone too far too quick. And also, again, now we're getting into the nitty gritty of things and it can be hard on this sort of platform. But what you would then do is, when your dog's on the long line, again, not take your dog should not be off the lead unless your dog knows how to come back to you reliably and the dog can hold the down stay until you release him. That's my advice. That's my opinion. And it's exactly what I do with my dogs. When I had even Nookie, she had a recall, but she didn't have a good down stay. So she had no business being off the lead outside of my property. And that was true. She can now be off the lead. I can drop the lead or if the lead was off her, she comes to me because I've practiced this. And we've talked many examples um, on the podcast before. So, having that long lead. Now, if I say come and the dog doesn't come, it's either I've gone too far too quick, I haven't had a good reward history in that location, or your dog's just blowing you off because you go screw you and your balls and your treats. I don't want to do it because I want to sniff the, the dead bird in the, in the bushes. Now, that's where we're going to use a little bit of negative reinforcement, use the pressure on that lead. So, I say come if my dog... So, again, this is another thing is don't say calm unless you, you know your dog's going to come back to you. This is very important. There's no point saying calm, 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 calm. You're watering down the word and your dog stops understanding. That's where listening to um, a few episodes ago talking about in the difference between a formal command and informal command. Sometimes we just tell our dogs, let's go. The saying come all the time can be, number one, too often for the dog. And then the dog is like, ah, oh, I can't bother doing it. It's either become too hard of a criteria and sometimes not even what you really want to do. If you're, and I put a video up on Nutris Pooches a couple of weeks ago. We're walking with a shepherd Roddy mix. He's about, she's about seven months old or five months old or something. I think she's seven. And um, as we're walking, the owner was saying, come, come, come. I'm like, hey, in this context, we're on the long lead. We're walking through the park. It's more of a, come on, let's go. It's different than come. Come is you come to me and you sit at my feet very formal and clean and crisp, very focused. Let's go is we're just continuing to move. So very important that don't set your dog up for failure. If you're going to call them to come, make sure that they can do it. Now, if you know that they can do it because they've done it before, but this time that they just don't want to do it, we apply pressure onto the collar and then we reel them in like they're like they're a fish. You know, you're fishing them in. Um, and then you have to reassess. Was the dog too far from you? Was the dog clear of what you wanted to do? Did you have the right reinforcement on you? Did you reward the dog with what it wanted before? Did you go too many times? Was there a dog right there? You know, so there's so many different. That's now a dog trainer's problem where you need to get someone to help you more specifically. Or maybe we can elaborate more on this if anyone has any further questions. But basically, 
it's important that the dog and there's heaps of videos again go on nutrients Poochie's youtube channel or our facebook instagram and there's heaps of different videos and recall i'll put a lot of recalls up because recall is one of the most important commands that everyone wants to know everyone wants their dog to know and that way there if your dog doesn't decide to come to you the dog then understands well i have to so if you're intermittently reinforcing the dog jackpotting the dog intermittently again so then he's getting intermittent and a variable so he doesn't know how much he's going to get the dog on in its own should be like wow i I really want to do this depending on how hungry your dog is and things like that now with nookie i call her i reward her with the ball most of the time because i can have food right in front of her but she chooses the ball every single time so the ball is the reward that i use but i don't teach with the ball to begin with i teach with food to get more precise and crisp behavior exactly what i need to get so it's more of a lower drive and once the dog understands the so when we're in the training phase of the command check out the three phases of training an earlier episode as well i say the word come she comes to me and then sometimes i say okay which is a release command no reward good girl give her a pat or um or sometimes i tell her to come and i tell her to down and i get her to do something different and there's times where I call it a come and I say bang, which is her marker for the ball, and I throw the ball. So that way there, now, like, so yesterday I dropped the lead. I was doing something out in front of a friend's house. She was a couple of houses down. I'm like, come on, look, Nookie, let's go. And she came with a little bit like, man, she was like kind of slow coming towards me. And I said, Nookie, come. Vroom, like, you should have just seen her with her energy and her, ex- and her intensity came to me. Really intense, powerful, sat at my feet. I grabbed the lead. Okay. Now, she was bummed out. She's like, man, that sucked. A couple minutes later... She was sniffing something in the, in the bushes out in the park. I called her to come. I rewarded her with the ball. So she doesn't know if that ball is going to come. So now I've conditioned her to, to want to want to come to me. But she also knows, well, she's known in the past that if I do say come, that I'm going to make her come by with that pressure on the lead. So then you're going to ask me what happens when the dog's off the lead. And that's a whole other conversation because we have to talk about other tools if you're able to use them. Or we talk about, well, then maybe don't take your dog off the lead. And maybe that's the best option. Or if your dog's going to be off the lead and you can't get him to come, you may have another means of getting her to come and you have to reassess your training. So it's a little bit of advice for that. Can I add anything else? You know, I think it's a good place to end. There's so, like recall can be, like there's so many levels. You can talk about restrained recalls where somebody holds your dog, you walk into the other side of the, of the field or the backyard. And then while the dog, or especially a puppy, really wants to get to you, really wants to get to you. And then the right timing, you say, come, the person's holding the dog's um, collar and lead. Um, let's go. The dog comes to you. Michael Ellis, you should check out his, um, his, so go on to Lieberg and look at Michael Ellis's videos. He talks about the restraint recall. He's all about that. I do that sometimes as well, but I do like using the luring because a lot of people, it's only one person train the dog and for the restraint recall, you need two people. Um, oh, another thing real quick is I don't do sit, stay, walk off, come. Sit, stay, walk off, come. Like I want my dog to come to me from a sit, stay or a down stay, but I don't want them to always come to me from a sit, stay or a down stay. Because a lot of times you tell the dog to down and if he's expecting you to say come, but you've walked off into the coffee shop, then your dog barges into the coffee shop. Obviously, dog should be tied up anyway. But my point is, is that you don't want to always end a durational command with a recall because that can be confusing. So mix it up all the time. Let the dog be doing its own thing. Goes off, sniffs something. Billy, come. Woohoo! When the dog comes to you. Um, once the dog understands a the command, then you can use tug or the ball or lots of big intense play to reward the dog for, for his efforts. So hopefully that's enough for you guys. If there's any questions, as always, hit us up. Let us know. Instagram, Facebook, Life With Your Dog podcast. Um, and until then, happy training and hope you guys are all well.
Thank you. Thank you for listening to another show of Life With Your Dog. Please like, rate and share if you're enjoying our podcast. You can also find us on Instagram, Facebook and YouTube. For all dog training videos, tips and techniques, visit nooches Thank you and stay tuned for next time.